Okay, before I start the main video, I actually want to quickly say this video, or episode rather, is going to be more trial and error because I've never done an animal specific one before. So I'm going to see how I like doing the structure just because I am going to structure this episode differently than I traditionally do a normal episode. So it's just going to be more of a trial and error to see how this is. And then after a few episodes, I'll probably get it down past how I like it. And then from there, it'll probably be like that. Unless there's improvements that can be made or you all would like to see some improvements or me doing something a different way. But this is just a fair warning before the episode officially starts. Also, before I start the video, these animal episodes may be longer. Just because I could be more in-depth about a specific topic more. And I just really wouldn't want to talk about this so people realize this specific animal. I'm still going to be tweaking and stuff, but these episodes will probably still be longer. But with this all being said, I hope you enjoy the rest of the video. episode. Hello, my name is Jamal Henderson. And on this episode of Institute, I want to talk about the predicament or state of cheetahs. Specifically, like the Asiatic cheetah or the... Asnox jubitus. It is a cheetah that is in Asia and specifically Iran. This cheetah, well, as you know, cheetahs in general, as you probably heard, are the fastest land animal in the world. Notice I said fastest land animal in the world. A lot of people have this thing where they think it's the fastest animal in the world. It's nowhere near close to the fastest animal in the world, but it is the fastest land animal in the world. Now, some quick facts about the cheetah is that a huge reason for its speed is actually because it's just really flexible. It has a very flexible spinal cord that really helps with the speed. It also has a really flexible hip. It has an extreme flexion, which basically means it can bend a lot. And because of that, it's actually because the bending is like the limbs and joints. So then that's when you notice sometimes when a cheetah runs, it looks like the hind legs and then the frontal legs are almost adjoining in itself in a sense because they're just so close but that's because it could just bend so easily compared to like a human for example i'm sure if you try to spin your spinal cord to a certain point it's not gonna work out too well or you try to run like if you try to have your stance like a cheetah but run at that speed it's not gonna work because we just aren't able to bend like that we end up sticking up like a hide would probably end up sticking up instead, so it just wouldn't work out very well. Um, some other things about the cheetah is, it is, this one's a little weird, I've noticed it. it's one of the seven big cats, but people include it on and off, because um, another reason why it actually is so fast is because it actually doesn't fully retract its claws, which makes it have a different genus, or basically like, it's almost in a sense a different species or subspecies. Compared to the big cats, which is like a genus of Panthera. This one is like, I was saying the Asinox. But it still is like considered a big cat. It's funny, like some things say it's not, some things say it is. But I consider it one. But it's also interesting. It is the only big cat that cannot roar. Because that's one thing big cats are very distinct and known for is their roars. It is the only one that cannot roar. That doesn't mean it can't make sounds. It just can't roar like... How you hear a lion roar or something, for example. Cheetahs typically eat like gazelles or other small animals. They don't really like preferring to eat something big because that's just harder for it. And 
cheetahs like they aren't the most successful predators they aren't terribly like they aren't bad at hunting it's just they aren't the greatest because it's very easy for their kills to get stolen because their speed is what they rely on to hunt so if they don't really get to kill their prey off where they kill their prey then it gets stolen because they can't really defend themselves to the same degree like a lion or a tiger it's just not as strong it's not as powerful once again it's just really relying on that speed to kill us break kill it real quickly and then hopefully go on about a day so yeah it doesn't really go for big animals if it can it also may go for stuff like calves or warthogs but that's typically like some of the smaller stuff that it may go for it's actually really interesting like how this cheetah is and just like how its body is and honestly like a single stride it can run up to 25 miles and notice i said 65 to 75 that's because like it can run really fast but it cannot maintain that speed which is why it ends up averaging around 65 to 75 but those were just some simple facts about the cheetah on to the more brute of the subject for us say or the more important matters of why i'm talking about the cheetah in the first place Although I do love cheetahs. Cheetahs are one of my most favorite animals in the entire world. Which is why this topic is so sad. I actually, just to sign us so you can understand more of that, like, I've already done research on this last year from environmental science. That was actually my project, and that's where I'm getting some of my information from. It's actually from that, because it's not completely outdated or anything. And even then, I know what I was doing with the sites and stuff. So, like, I know what I'm talking about with this. And Cheetahs is just sad because I've always posted about Cheetahs as well. Because Cheetahs has been in a terrible state for years now. I mean, it's just only gotten progressively worse. One thing, though, actually, this was just last year, right? It was about 50 Cheetahs. 50, 50 now. Because there's 7,100 Cheetahs, roughly, from Africa and Asia. But only 50 are in Asia. And I looked at the information this year to see, okay... It's just more outdated. And now it's saying like the average amount of cheetahs in Asia is 12. Which is really, really sad that it even went down even more. It's 7,100, so it's um, vulnerable or close to endangered. It's not fully endangered because there's vulnerable, endangered, and critically endangered. And then if you're vulnerable, like you're, okay, we need to pay attention to this. We need to keep an eye on it. Maybe start putting basic restrictions on it, like hunting it, for example. And then once it's endangered, you start to already have some like policies in place where no hunting, you could get fined or locked up or killing it. There's no trading a lot. And then critically endangered, that's when it's really bad. That's when there's very few of this species left. And that's the case where that's not suitable, which is really sad. Once again, that the fastest land animal in the world is about to go extinct in Asia. That is truly sad. You hear so much about these cheetahs, but then you don't even realize that they're about to go extinct because its original range was in Asia and Africa, but it's lost about 90% of its total population. It's really just like plummeting. It in 79% of all cheetah populations contain 100 or fewer individuals. And then we're trying to push it from instead of vulnerable to endangered, so it'll be more policies. But back to that, that's not Jupiter, which is that Asian, our ranchita specifically. 
So it's 12 of them. And I did do some research and said that a few had cubs, which is huge. It was the first one that had cubs in captivity. One of them did die from lung issues and stuff, but it didn't account for the one that said this well. But one of the reasons this is also a really big deal, like a really big deal, is because it's quite interesting. The cheetah, like, so basically, it can actually mate or basically, like, in human terms, have sex any time of the year, which typically the reason why this is impressive, I guess you could say, is because most animals don't do that. They wait for a certain time period. Like, you hear all the somehow animals having birth in spring. So you think, okay, maybe they had it in the previous season. No, they can do it at any time. But the thing is, their chance of actually getting conception and basically like getting pregnant, like the female getting preg pregnant, it's very, very low. They actually reach sexual maturity at 1.5 years of age. So it's not like it takes them forever as well. Like they can basically give get conception very early on. It's just the fact that the rates are so low, it doesn't really matter. And they give birth of 90 to 95 days. So that's another thing where, excuse me, it's much shorter than humans. Now I want to talk about why exactly in the cheetah population is decreasing. It's typically around the same reasons each time. Well, they're losing the animals that they hunt because they're like an apex predator. But if they can't kill their um, actual prey because they're dying off and then they're starting to starve as well. Water becoming more scarce. Clean water, I might add. The level of water, once again, like I did in Watercross this episode, is the exact same, but the actual clean, fresh water, that's what's becoming more scarce, which is really important for all of us, not even just cheetahs, but all of us. But especially imagine like, and there's desert type area almost, or like a savanna, where it's really rough for them to actually like live. And it's really hard for them to get water. So it's much harder for stuff like that. And then also just hunting. People love to try to get fur and stuff of the cheetah. Because, yeah, I will admit, it looks really cool, but it's causing issue because especially, like, people with high-following base, like, what I mean, like, social media, like, TikTok, Instagram, all these different platforms, YouTube, well, you have this, and then you're showing off your stuff, and you think it looks cool. And then other people like that. Like, oh, this person's wearing this, so now I want to get that. So it becomes a thing where people think it's okay when it's not, especially when the stuff is illegal. Another thing, speaking of illegal, is trafficking. A lot of the times they also get trafficked, which I'm sure you know what that is. But in case you don't, basically, like, they're being taken away from their home without their choice. Like, they're being forced. And they can't do anything. Typically, it's like cubs as well. And cubs typically do not make it out alive as well. So that becomes an issue where your fresh, new life that you have where, okay, they may live a long time. They may end up healthy to where they can help reproduce. If they're dying off and then you're left with the older ones and then the older ones eventually they're going to die because they're already of some type of age. So you really need the fresh ones. But if they keep dying, that makes it very hard for us to actually do that. So it's really just a culmination of these different issues causing cheetahs to just plummet down. In, in Africa specifically, 77% of cheetahs live outside of protected areas because once again, one of the things went like, vulnerable, endangered, critically endangered, some of the stuff that they have is protected areas. But at the same time, it's a wild animal. So it's not always going to stay in the same exact 
area. It may say in around the same general area, but to say it's never going to wander, that's just not going to happen. So when they go outside of these protected areas, it ends up with larger predators. Because even though it's an apex predator, like I said previously, it has a lot of competitors to deal with and it can't defend itself. The same degree like some other things. So then they end up dying or the cubs end up dying. And there's that's why we have to expand it. The key thing is just talking about these type of things so we can actually bring it to our attention so we can try to expand these type of things because it's sad. Like, even I didn't realize it's like this, that it's even worse than I last thought because this was even a full year ago when I did this project. And it's already getting worse. And they're trying to create things where, like, hopefully they can do it to where they bring cheetahs from Africa over to Asia, India, Asia, and Iran. So hopefully they could do that, but I mean, if not, I mean, they're just eventually going to go extinct unless we do something about it. That's hunters, pollution, because that's nothing, just pollution overall is not as healthy for animals to even like be breathing. Like it's just not, even for us humans. Like we're eating plastic in this current day and age, like a credit card worth of amount each week or so. They are too. Like, it's not just us. They are, everything is suffering because of pollution. And that's something that we cause. Because they've been here way longer than we have. But, I mean, this last century has gotten so much worse. So we really just have to try to be more conscious of what we're doing and saying and think it's okay. Like, if you see something that, oh, you see somebody has just shoot a leather skin or whatever. So you see that and like, oh, that looks nice. But then you realize, that means a cheetah had to die for that or she does had to die for that. Because maybe you got, you killed the cheetah off, but then you damaged this fur of the cheetah trying to kill it. So now it's no good. So now you got to kill another cheetah. So it becomes a thing where you're killing more and more. And then we don't have cheetahs to spare. That's why there's like hunting season specifically. So you can hunt it then to keep the population maintained because it grows as a high rate of production, but the cheetah does not have a high rate of production. Like I said, typically more than apex predators, they simply actually have a lower rate of production or they have a high rate of production per se, but a lot of them tend to die. That's how it ends up balancing out. So even though once again, like I said, they can produce at any time of the year, their rate of production is so low, it doesn't really matter. So it's just stuff like that. It's really bad for cheetahs, but there are things that we can do like, we have banned trade of cheetahs. And then I'm going to read some of this stuff off of my actual slide just so you can get a general idea of it. Foundation like the CCF, Cheetah Conservation Fund, which is the global leader in research and conservation of cheetahs, dedicated seven to the cheetah population in the wild, and it was founded in, I believe, in 1990. This is informing farmers about the ways they can make the cheetah basically less inclined to attack their livestock. Because basically what happens is, like, cheetahs, like I said, you're saying a cheetah's not going to wander. That's just not going to happen. I'm sorry. It's just not. It is a wild animal. It's not tamed. So what happens is sometimes it ends for the farmers. But instead of just killing it, you can, like, try to, I guess you could say, tranquilize the darts and just try to get it out of your vicinity. Or what you could do is just practice certain techniques you could do to where it's less inclined to actually even come to your farm. Which is really important especially considering like yeah you're trying to protect it but this is critically endangered I mean it's 12 of them left in the whole entire world in asia right now so literally everywhere else in asia it is extinct 
assigned to a specific area. So it is really facing a lot of troubles. This is a serious vicissitude. Change of events. So circumstance constantly. As soon as one animal goes extinct, it just leaves a chain of things that end up causing. It's never just one. That's the whole thing. What is she the part of the reason why it's getting less and well, it's becoming more and more closer to getting extinct because the fact that it has less prey to hunt. So the same thing with that. If an apex predator isn't hunting the prey anymore, that means stuff is gonna become less regulated and stuff becomes less regulated, that means there's gonna be more things. So basically like Mizelle, there's gonna be more gazelles actually out there because there's nothing to hunt in. So these are the type of things where it becomes important because then it becomes an imbalance and stuff. So now maybe they're eating more out of the grass and type of stuff. So it's becoming more and more of an imbalance. That's why it's important as you talk about these things now before it becomes too late and it gets worse and worse. Because once they're extinct, they're extinct. It's not like we could just bring it back. It's not like Jurassic Park, per se. So at least not in this current day and age where we can just clone successfully because cloning is a thing, but it's very hard and it's very risky and I don't really like the idea of that. So, with all of this being said, now I want to go on to the next part of how you could help. How you could help with the sheet of vicissitude or crisis, dilemma, whatever you want to call it, because all these are very accurate, is really just talking about it. Like how this podcast is doing, just talk about it, bring it to one's attention. You can spread the word on your social media platforms, use your mouth, just talk to people about it, try to join organizations that are doing things about it, follow Instagram pages or whatever social media platform, follow that so you can be informed. That's a huge thing is just being informed so you know what you are talking about. No way. If you spread information, you are knowing what you're talking about. You're talking about accurate information. Also, it's just so you are aware of this, so you aren't ignorant, because ignorance is not being aware of something. A lot of people have a misconception of what ignorant means, but that is what ignorant means. So just being informed can go a long way, but talk to your teachers, families, other people who you may think are passionate about something. I'm sure you may know someone or may think you may know someone who is passionate about the environment, animals or something. Talk to them about it, see if they can spread the word. I'm sure they may be actually, actually happy to share you bringing it up to them about it. Stuff like that, or try to get someone who has a higher following. If you're not comfortable doing it, talk to this person. Oh, I'm passionate about this, but you may be more insecure. You don't like that. You doing this in front of everybody else. You don't want to go out of your show. It's fun. I mean, you want to try to, but if you can't, you can't. I'm not saying that you need to, but you can try somebody who else may be more willing to do that. And that's another way. Or you can just donate to different organizations or communities for that type of stuff. There's a lot of ways that you can actually help, but the biggest way is just talking about it, bring it to other people's attention. And even if you don't have the money to donate, once again, if you bring it to somebody's attention, maybe they have the money to donate. So then you're still getting around with the donations and stuff. The biggest thing is just talking about it. With this all being said, hope you have learned something new and stay tuned for another episode of Institute. Also, I'll put all the links down in the description. Thank you, and I hope you have a good rest of your day.